Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Geek Rant, episode 329. Let's see what happens. Recorded July 1st, 2018, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Drive Dime Radio for Geeks. My name is Mark, sometimes known as the Sultan of the Soapbox Cockerel, and joining me this week is only, but he's enough, the beloved gooey kid, Seth Anderson. Hey, Seth, how you doing? Hey, Mark, I'm doing great, and welcome back to the fine opiates. Love to have you. So, Miles is not with us tonight because he is ill. Um, I find in my own life that when I do lots of traveling like he's been doing, I always get sick when I come home, and and that seems to be what's happened to him. He's been out for a month in, in Mexico. Maybe he drank the water, um, and now he's come back to safe and sound in Phoenix and is sick. So, Miles, get better. Um, we'll soldier on without you. Yeah, or maybe he just went somewhere else and didn't want a podcast. So he, <laughs> he and his it. wife are just, you know, enjoy, enjoying an extended vacation. Yeah, he wouldn't need to lie to us about that. He could just say, guys, I'm not doing this, and we'd be okay. So um, if you are watching live, you're not. But if you are, uh, that red tinge you see on my skin is real. Um, I spent some time yesterday helping a friend move, uh, which always sucks. But it sucks even worse when it's 90 degrees and sunny and 87, I'm not exaggerating, percent humidity. Um, Really, really unpleasant experience just to be outside. Then to be outside lifting heavy things, lifting other people's heavy things is even worse. But, you know, it's it's what we do for friends. Um, I find that I've never enjoyed that sort of thing. Even when I was young and fit and virile, uh, I still never enjoyed moving other people's heavy things. Uh, but now that I'm 46 years old and well past my prime, um, I'm paying for it today and probably will be for the, I'll be recovering for a week from that. <laughs> ah, but that's, you know, such is the, um, that that is one of the benefits of owning a truck though, right? right. Is yeah. Yeah. I'm a, so, I'm a big, strong guy with a truck which means I'm it always. Yep. Um, that was it in college. You know, in college, everybody, you know, moves like once a week or so. <laughs> it seems right. to be the way it is. Uh, so we called the show. Let's see what happens because we don't have a plan. Um, Miles was supposed to do the topics for July uh, and, and he did do the topics, but we didn't want to do his topic without him. Uh, so we're just kind of making this stuff up. We're going to, this is going to be one of our, uh, nominally it'll be a pop culture thing we're going to talk about movies and and uh, tv and things like that but you never know when seth and i get together unsupervised uh you never know where that conversation is going to go so we'll just see where this happens i uh, the way how this happens i will be just as surprised as the rest of you um in fact i forgot to set a timer so this could go on forever we'll just, <laughs> we'll just see what happens um uh but here we go uh, i wanted to mention seth have i mentioned on the show, do you remember that I got a new laptop recently? I, I think you mentioned it on your on the other show. Yeah. I don't remember hearing. I don't think you've talked about it on this one. Yeah, I didn't think so either. So um, I, I'm not in the, the business of giving hardware reviews, that sort of things. Uh, but um, I, I used to be one of those speeds and feeds guys. I would I would always build my own hardware um, and you know make sure I got everything uh, maxed out and just the best it could be. Um, as I've gotten older, you know my time has been less uh, more important to me than my money. You know I've got more money than I have time, um, and I just find that I'm not all that interested anymore. Uh, com- combined with the fact that you can't save money building your own stuff anymore. Now uh, it's just it's something you can do if you want to enjoy it. Uh, but you can't save money, and particularly on a laptop. So I was looking for a laptop. The the last one I bought was uh, an HP Envy uh, fine machine. I just had it nearly six years, and it was just dying. Uh, I think I commented a while back that uh, the two key on the on the keypad had gone out like a year and a half ago. Um, and so through all the 200 episodes of the geek rant, uh, that was rough because every every time I'd hit the two, there, nothing would happen. I'd oh yeah, I'll go we'd hit that two over there. Um, and so eventually the keyboard just stopped at all it just wouldn't work at all so uh it's plugged in downstairs now Uh, i'll hook a keyboard up to it and do something with it the machine's still fine but anyway to make a long story longer i just decided to i needed a laptop and i needed it now Uh, i wasn't going to go find the best one i wasn't i was going to go find the best one available right now so i went to best buy nearby and I, i went to the little petting zoo 
and I, you know, weeded out half of them just by cost alone. Uh, I, I, I don't believe in paying a thousand bucks for a laptop. Uh, if, if you have a thousand dollar laptop, great, but I just, I don't need a thousand dollar laptop. Um, and I don't want any of the convertible tablet things. Um, it's just, that's just not for me. Um, and, and, but I did get one where the end up getting one where the keyboard flap, uh, uh, can f- turn around and it can be tablet ask. Uh, it works with the Microsoft S pen, I think they call it. But anyway, um, but I didn't want one of those that it's like a surface where the keyboard is an afterthought for me. A keyboard is a very important thing. Uh, so once I picked out like the five or six that I wanted, I just started typing on them and, and, uh, found the one that was the most comfortable and went back and forth, and I've been a big fan of Asus for years. Turns out the the top two that I was looking at were both Asus, uh, and and the one I ended up going with was the Asus Q505. Um, there, it's a uh, it's not the newest model. Um, it's a uh, there's several of them around. I forget which one I got, but if you go to Best Buy and, and look at the Asus laptops, you'll uh, Best Buy website, you'll find it. Uh, but um, it's an uh, an all aluminum housing, which I liked. Uh, it's durable. Uh, the key the keyboard is nice, uh, and I brought it home and I was underwhelmed with it. You know, it's okay. Um, yeah, here it is, the Asus five hundred five Q five hundred five UA. Um, that doesn't seem right. Mine's a fifteen inch, um, so it must have been a different number than that. But anyway, um, I got an open box special, so I picked it up dirt cheap. It was less than $600 uh, for a machine with uh, an i5 processor and 12 gigs of RAM and a terabyte hard drive. Uh, And I thought with those specs, it should be better than it is. And I remembered that everything I have in my, in my podcast studio, my old laptop, everything I have is SSDs. And this was a terabyte 5,400 RPM drive. Um, 5,400 is slow. Uh, so I just really, Very slow. it was just an unpleasant experience all the way around. And I was almost to the point of returning the device. Um, but I decided not to and, uh, and went, um, went and bought a, uh, SSD, plug that in, completely changed the experience on the machine. Now, it is a great machine. So if you're interested in a new laptop, uh, I can recommend, I've had it for a couple of weeks now, can highly recommend the Asus Q505 UA um, at uh, Best Buy for un- sub $1,000 and uh, put, put in a $100 SSD and it'll be a great machine. So that's all I have to say about that. I wonder if the reason they leave them 5400 is so that people who want it will go out and purchase an SSD has a secondary purchase. Whereas if you had a 72, it, you know, it would be a lot faster and probably fewer people would go out and buy an SSD to swap the hard drive. I, you know, I don't, I'm not as prone to conspiracy theories as you are. Um, but you know, there could definitely be some cross industry collaboration there. I really just think it's cheap and the 7200s, uh, are a much bigger battery drain than the 5400s. Uh, and so when people are looking for battery life, of course the SSD is a much less battery drain even. And so I get, I don't even know what the battery, I don't know. I've, I've gone all day with it. Um, I, I don't it's some number of hours but so far it's been more battery than i've needed at any point using it so that's awesome cool uh, so anyway there's that um this week is uh the fourth of july and as you know um i don't like to say the fourth of july any more than i like to say the second of uh, february or the 25th of december these holidays have names and they're not just the dates except cinco de mayo which apparently the name is the date. It is Independence Day, the day in which the United States um, declared its independence from the mother country. Uh, let's not forget, this was not a, an act of patriotism. This was an act of treason. Um, and uh, we celebrated, of course, by um, usually drinking and shooting off fireworks. Um, so if you're going to shoot off fireworks, please don't drink. If you're going to drink, please don't shoot off fireworks. Uh, have a designated fuse lighter like you have a designated driver, but, uh, enjoy your festivities. Yeah. I don't know about that, Mark. You know, YouTube would be so boring if, uh, <laughs> if people acted in a responsible manner, you know, it, do you really want to force that on the world? Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many things to say. Y'all watch this. Hold my beer. I, I don't, you know, um, but anyway, I, I, I think it is, a. 
it's obviously a wonderful celebration of independence, although the independence actually came much later than that. July 4th was just the day we declared that independence. Um, but I think we just generally celebrate everything we do. We celebrate it in the wrong way. St. Patrick's Day, the day we, we celebrate the man uh, responsible for bringing Christianity to Ireland by drinking green beer. Um, you know, we, we just have weird, you know, St. Valentine's Day, we celebrate the man who literally gave his life to marry people um, under the, the covenant of his church uh, by, you know, giving candy and flowers and, and, you know, drawing pictures of cherubs with, with arrows. It's just, everything we do is just wrong. It's the wrong way to celebrate it. And Independence Day is no different. It's no longer Independence Day. It's simply the 4th of July. And it has no meaning other than that's the day we get to shoot fireworks. I wonder if you were to, because I would fail this, you know, what day did the Revolutionary War actually end? I've looked it up, but I can't remember it. I've, I keep forgetting because I was like, I was thinking about that one day and I was just like, okay, we celebrate the 4th of July. The, the battle was already going, but that's just the day we wrote the Declaration of Independence. And then it was, you know, and I've had to look it up because I know it was a long time, but how long between when we wrote the Declaration of Independence and there was a formal ending of the war. So I, I'm not Wikipediaing. Uh, I, I, then I think 1783, I think it was that long between the time yep. we declared the independence and the time we actually became an independent nation. Yeah. I don't know why, but 86 is the number that sticks in my head. But again, I've, I've looked it up because I was like, has a, when I was, especially when I was younger, I was a super history buff, you know, random trivial historical facts was like my wheelhouse. And I I know I knew it in the past, but it's not something that I've been able to commit to long-term memory. Uh, here it is. Google to the rescue, September 3rd, 1783. Um, September 3rd. So so that's a long time. Yeah. My mom's birthday. Oh. Not that anybody cares except my mom. Hi, mom. She doesn't know what a podcast is. She'll never hear that. Uh, <laughs> All right. So moving right along, uh, Seth, uh, uh, you and I both got to see um, the second installment of Incredibles. Um, I, I find it interesting that you saw it because it's such a family movie and you are not a family man. Um, a spoiler-free review, of course, uh, although this movie would be very difficult to spoil, to be honest with you. Um, everything everything about it is pretty laid out in the open and it's not, there's no mysteries really. There's no surprise endings. There's There are no serious plot twists. You just enjoy the journey. So it would be difficult right. to spoil. Uh, but give give us your review of it. Okay. Well, you know, when I go see movies like this, my the, here's the way I operate. Okay. What movies at this theater do I want to see? Okay. And then which one starts next? And so <laughs> <laughs> that was how I got to see uh, a private screening of The Incredibles 2 because there was literally no one else in that particular um, movie theater. So because um, it was an afternoon show. But I... I, you know, it was, has a, has a standalone movie. It was good, has a lot of issues that the serious, you know, that you could take apart and I'm sure nerds all over the internet already have, but I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I mean, it's not really, I don't really, con this is a very minor spoiler. The first movie was a lot about Mr. Incredible. So this movie is more about Elastigirl and it's more a movie about a family who has superpowers. So rather than it's, you know, like the Marvel movies, they're hero movies and some of them deal with some relationships. This is about a family who also has superpowers. So that's, you know, kind of differentiates Incredibles from other movies out there, but it was enjoyable. Um, a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the powers were done right. And of course it's Pixar. So the actual animation is, was very good. Um, it was, I, I liked it, but at the same time, there were things about it that were very noticeable right. to me. And I don't want to really go into them because you would really spoil the movie, but it was, it was a very, it was a very enjoyable movie. And especially, you know, if, if you have kids, um, take them to see it. So the first Incredibles movies 
it was a subtext of it but really the entire movie was about a group of people who don't believe the rules apply to them and and it spoke to you know the people in our society the the everybody gets a trophy uh people who think that the rules don't apply to them you know and and they gave good reasons why but really the entire movie was about living in a world where you think the rules don't apply to you um this one is much more about uh changing the rules than than about subverting them um and yeah it was definitely it's much more a family movie not in that uh the family appeal but the story revolves around the family uh more than than one single character of it uh i i didn't like it as much as the first one it's not as original how can it be it's a sequel sequels are never as original as the first um but uh yeah i enjoyed it um on a scale of one to ten i give it an eight eight and a half you know it's a good solid movie um it's just not awesome. Where whereas the first one, I would give a nine, nine and a half. I think it was, um, you know, so groundbreaking, so original. Um, it gets an extra point, point and a half just for that. But yeah, worth seeing. If you enjoyed the first one at all, you'll like the second one, right? Uh, and I don't know how they managed to match up voices of people fourteen years later. Um, I mean, even uh, even if the voices of the kids weren't done by kids, which is you know common in movies right now, um, just matching people to themselves, like Mister Incredible, sounded older. Uh, you know how men just kind of lose the power in their voice as they get older, and and um, um, Craig T. Nelson is getting older, and he sounded fourteen years older, but really he's the only one that did. The others really, uh, I, we had watched the the first one just uh, the day before, and it just really wasn't all that noticeable. So props to them for that. Cool. Uh, Jurassic World, um, I actually have no desire to see this movie. I mean, I'll see it on Netflix, but I have no no desire to spend 13 bucks to see it on a big screen. Tell me I'm, I'm good with that. You're very good with that, Mark. Okay. Um, again, my wheelhouse, this was a movie that started um, an hour before the others, so I didn't feel like hanging around for an hour. So I, you know, there were lots of just the spectacle of it if you know was good like you know the the animation of the dinosaurs it looks really good on the big screen so from a, the only reason that i would argue for going to see it in the theater is you know i think the i think the dinosaurs hold up to seeing them on the big screen and going wow that looks really good um the story it tight the story flows very well very logically from the first one i didn't like how the you, you know at the end of um the day after tomorrow i think it was the the you know the world freezing movie right um oh, terrible okay. movie well, the ending speech by the vice president was it, it made the terrible movie even worse. Um, there is there's an ending speech by Jeff Goldblum that really the movie would have been better without his ending speech. He was in the beginning and his his appearance in the beginning in the Senate was actually I was like, wow, I can't believe, you know, it was actually pretty good. But then at the ending, I was just like, you know, we really didn't need to hear you say that. But this is set up for a movie franchise it's it the ending of this movie resolves nothing except for the fact that expect many more movies and they could easily get three or four movies out of the end of this one telling concurrent stories so i the, the the science is falling apart the logical inconsistencies would drown a anything smaller than a dinosaur would be crushed by the logical inconsistencies and pseudoscience of the film but other than that it was just like when it comes out watch it um you know of course you know if you if you've got a 60 or 70 inch tv screen don't even go to the movie theater but Mm. um I don't know. It, my it, it's it wasn't a great movie, but it was visually very good. It was in a lot of ways. It was almost like you were watching the third Jurassic Park again, um, but but changed a little bit. So I, I'm sorry if that surely that's spoiler. Because yeah. a spoiler. So um, it, it, there's just there's so many things about it that they ruined their own logic that they set up, and it just. Like I say, I don't know. 
Internal consistency. I've, I've had yep. this rant many times before. Science fiction, write whatever rules you want. Not just science, any fiction. Write whatever rules you want, but stick with the rules. Right. Um, I, I like Bryce Dallas Howard, the, the female a love interest in this, but I felt she was really wasted in the first one. I don't know if she's going to be wasted in the second one. I like Chris Pratt, but when 80% of the scenes are just him staring frighteningly into a green screen, um, you know, it's just, he was wasted in, in the first one. I, I, I went to see that, um, when it came out on DVD, I picked it up in the, in the bargain bin. I have it. Uh, and I have had it for a while now, a couple of years. My wife has no interest in seeing it. My kids haven't seen it. I haven't rewatched it. There was zero rewatchability. I don't know why I bought it, honestly. Um, I have a sickness. I have a problem with, with movie collection. And I'll probably buy this one. Um, and uh, the first time I watch it will be downstairs on my on my projector screen. Um, but I'm, just, I'm not expecting much out of it. It's kind of like the like there's going to be a sixth Terminator movie. I haven't heard about that. I just, I just know there is because they're still making money off of it. And I'm, I will have to go see it. Um, I will have to, or at least buy it. Um, and as I see this one, I'll, I'll have to buy Jurassic World, but I don't actually look forward to it. It's like it's going to be a chore. All right, I have to watch this movie. <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, I like I say – I had a lot of high hopes for high hopes is wrong, but it, they, it's just like people don't care anymore. They're just like, Oh, it's Jurassic world. Let me throw money at it. And who cares what it's about? And so they just like, I don't know. It just seems like people are getting dumber and dumber by the movies that Idiocracy. come out. So I tell you what, the, the the second time I saw Idiocracy, um, I saw the beginning. The, the first time I saw it, I missed that first little intro, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like the couples being interviewed. And the second time I saw it, I saw that part and I was like, that is maybe the most realistic thing I have ever seen <laughs> portrayed in the movies. Yeah, I, I can't remember what you're talking about off the top of my head, but... Uh it's uh, it's like the upper middle class yuppie people trying to have oh yes yeah and then you know and then the the lower white trash right him getting everybody pregnant and i was just like frighteningly realistic yes um so a movie that i i can't talk about yet and honestly i don't want to but um my f- uh 13 year old is just excited beyond words to see the new ant-man and the wasp and she keeps saying we, we got to go see that i don't i don't want to see it i didn't like the first one i know that the second one isn't going to be as good as the first one and the first one wasn't very good and it's going to be the entire movie premise is ba- ba- built around breaking your own rules you know violating your own internal logic i don't want to go see it but I love my daughter, and you know, if I can get her to voluntarily spend a couple of hours with me, I'll do it. So I'll let you know uh, maybe next week because we'll probably go see it next weekend or the week after uh, at the latest. Um, you know what I think about? <laughs> I can tell you now what I think about the movie. Uh, it's a terrible movie uh, that it's just a money grab uh, and really shouldn't have happened. The 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 least consequential people in the entire Marvel universe, and I'm including Luke Cage and Daredevil uh, in that. You know they they're they're just they're completely irrelevant. Um, so much so that there was like one sentence dedicated to them in uh, Infinity War, but. Uh, you know, I, I love my daughter, so I'm going to go see what I know is going to be a terrible movie. <laughs> well, you know, in the original Avengers, they were much more in the comics. They were very central to the um, Avengers. So, but I, I loved Ant Man. Just the the cheese fest nature of it was right up my alley. So I am also looking forward to seeing ant-man and the wasp and you know and if i lived in the georgia area i would i would relieve you of that responsibility (laughs) um but (laughs) because i am looking forward to watching this movie and i know it will be cheesy and that is why i will love it yeah i I don't mind things that are like intentionally cheesy or or winking an odd cheesy but this one they played it straight and it just came off cheesy and that i don't like it yeah okay um so this uh i'm interested to hear you talk about electric dream so that's philip k dick's um the book do androids dream of electric sheep 
Uh, I'm assuming those two are related. Um, yes, it's Philip K. Dix. He did a Netflix series, so it's a ten episode season. I mean, I'm sorry, not on Netflix, on Amazon Prime, and it's you know think Twilight Zone. So all of this, it's like ten one hour standalone science fiction shows, and I thought they were very enjoyable. There was a couple of them I was like, eh, but overall, I was just like, wow, that was that was really good. Um, visually, was very very well done um story wise some of them were better than others but you know basically think twilight zone so um you know has has in a sense that a concept you hadn't thought of before you've seen for an hour uh they devoted it well like i think 50 minutes to it but it was i really enjoyed the shows i thought they were top notch and actor famous actors and like brian cranston is in one um and other people who i can't remember their names but you'll see them and you go oh i know that person oh i know that person so lots of famous people in them yeah just to correct you philip k dick didn't have anything to do with this he died in 1982 uh, well it has but, his name yeah on it, it's so. uh it's based on his the stories in his uh universe um the blade runner the scanner uh darkly minority report was his so he's got lots of uh good stuff um uh that people are drawing from to create the electric dreams i, I i'll check it out i i never even think to look at amazon when i'm looking for you know i've got an hour to kill what do i want to have on in the background amazon never even crosses my mind i, I immediately go to netflix uh, netflix has has won the uh the battle of the mind share in that one right yeah and you know, by and large um, the the if you were like average quality of new stuff, Netflix is higher. But to me, this one was really good. So, which is probably probably means it didn't turn out too well. Um, because if I like something like that, yeah, that's yeah, bad that's, news. That's for the people. end of it. Yeah. But uh, but no, I was like I say, you may or may not like the premises, but they're very well done. The acting in them, I thought, was pretty cool as well. And so, good show. All right, so you wanted to uh, address a theme of, 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 of the things that we've talked about here. Um, uh, you, you have seen uh, a pattern developing. Yeah, um, like, okay, I was, I was flipping through the channels, and one of the shows on Disney, well, before Disney had their channel, they had, like, you know, the little block after school thing. And I remember DuckTales. Did, did yes, you watch DuckTales? I did. I thought it was a fabulous show. So anyway, they've they've relaunched DuckTales, but like I started watching it and I was like, dude, I mean, it was just like it was dark and instead of funny, it was just sarcastic and biting. And I'm just like, man, do, do people not know how to write anymore? I think reruns of the original series would be better than what what it is now because the characters are dumber and more shallow and the themes are darker. And, you know, of course, you don't have heroes now. You have anti-heroes and flawed heroes who are part bad and bad guys who are part good. And, you know, I long for the days when, you know, good guys wore white hats and black guys or bad guys wore black hats and, you know, you could tell the difference. And so I just, to me, the stuff that's coming out now usually isn't as good. Yeah. Well, some of that is just, we're getting older and the world isn't written to us anymore. But I remember, um, a couple of years ago, uh, when pan, the movie uh came out with uh hugh jackman and i remember uh tweeting at the time uh what the world really needs is a darker grittier version of peter pan uh and that movie came and went and seth is is scowling because he doesn't even remember it yeah there's no reason you would it was a it was a multi-billion dollar big budget movie that came and went because turns out the world doesn't care about a darker grittier version of peter pan um but everything is trying to, to go that way. I agree with you that it just seems to be um, we, everything has to be more nuanced and more, you know, uh, the, vil- the good guy has to be tarnished and the bad guy has to, has to be uh, um, uh, 
you know have some internal struggle um there is you know i'm refreshed when i see these things like high school musical where there is just no subtlety no nuance you know every character is exactly one dimensional and as much as 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 an adult i don't enjoy watching that i appreciate that those things still exist for our children because they need to understand those concepts early on and and the adult writers who are writing quote-unquote kids programming don't want to give them that they want to that everything is subtle everything is shades of gray and when you're seven you a you can't understand that and b you don't need it it's detrimental to your development to to see that kind of thing you need to understand the world uh in terms of cops and robbers uh so i i I agree with your point but i think some part of it is just we're getting older and some part of it is is as we quote unquote get more sophisticated we we feel like our society is more sophisticated um i don't know that it really is but if you go back and watch like old macgyver episodes you know that was television for adults by adults and there was no nuance in that the bad guys were bad and the good guys were good um and we all enjoyed it and and is it a good thing or a bad thing that i now can't watch macgyver or dukes of hazard or these things that were um prime time award-winning stuff i i can't enjoy that because i have been educated or whatever the the word you want to use is um i now expect more subtlety uh, is that an Im- improvement in society i honestly don't know the answer to that okay mark i i have a question for you this is a little uh, this is totally changing the topic okay if you were to watch a show like you know say you watch say pretty woman came on and you watched it with your wife um when i when i when I saw, I caught a little bit of the movie as I was flipping through channels. When I watched that show, like Julia Roberts is like 10 years older than I am. And Richard Greer is, is like twice my age. When I, you know, when I watch it, I'm the age I was when I first saw it. Like whenever I see Star Trek, like the original Star Trek series, I still, I see people like Kirk and Chekhov and Scotty has older than I am, right. even though now I'm older than they were then. So uh, do, when you when you go back and see a show that you saw when you were younger, do you kind of still fall into that mindset or do you like, oh my gosh, those are kids now? Um, it's a little of both. Uh, I have a very momentary rekindling of my youth, but it's quickly surpassed by, oh yeah, um, Ralph Macchio is now older than Pat Morita was when he did that role. Yeah, right. I, I have that kind of reaction. Okay, I I don't I I don't like it's like I look at that and I know that person's older than I am now, but it's like when I'm watching it, I'm that age again. So I guess maybe I just do a better job of, you know, um, what is that term? You, uh, I don't know. I just I just do a better job of losing myself in the story. Suspension of disbelief is that the yes, one? that's yeah. the one. Yeah. So. And and b- because I, I partly the fact that I enjoy the art of storytelling and, you know, when I watch a movie, I'm not just watching for the story. I'm looking at the cinemato- cinematography and, and analyzing the dialogue and the sound. I lose a lot of my of that kind of enjoyment because I'm looking at the mechanics of it. Uh, uh, several years ago, I took my family to uh, Disney um, and sitting there with my then four year old watching her watch uh bell in in the the beauty and the beast castle area there to her that was a real princess it was a real person and watching lumiere move it was an animatronic thing and in my mind it's that is fascinating how do they do that and I'm, i'm spending all my time mentally dissecting the mechanism trying to understand how it works and then i look down at my daughter who is just enraptured and to her it's magic and i need to i needed to borrow her wonder because I don't have any wonder left anymore. Uh, my wonder has now turned to a- analytical thinking, and I think we could all use a little more wonder in our lives. Um, so, you know, sometimes you want to look at something and just say, oh, that's magic, and just be okay with that. Yeah, I guess I do a better job of giving them the wonder. And for me to notice how bad a movie is, you know, that that tells you that they have failed 
if they can't capture my wonder and I'm like, oh, I can tell they flubbed the dialogue there. Oh, I wish they could have had better props for that scene. You know, then I know at that point, wow, this movie's pathetic. (laughs) If, if, If I can't, if I can't. You know, because when I go to when I go to watch a movie or, or watch TV, I offer my wander to the screen, and it's like, okay, you know, I want to be a part of your world for you know the next hour and forty seven minutes, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, you couldn't you couldn't keep me entertained, <laughs> and that's a pretty low bar. So, yeah, yeah to go back to Incredibles too, my um, everybody but the nine year old knew the plot twist pretty early on. Uh, right. because it's it's that kind of thing it's it's written for a childlike mind and um you know as an as an adult you look at it and it's kind of cute it's like oh how cute it's it, it's sad though the that that innocence lost you know uh can't, can't be regained it, it's i've always been very protective of my kids innocence because uh you know the world will rob them of that soon enough right. however whenever it happens it will be too soon and so I try to protect that innocence, protect that wonder. Um, and I've been accused by other parents of coddling my children, protecting them too much. Um, fine, you raise your children the way you want to raise them. But whatever, my precious baby daughter's uh, soul is going to be crushed one way or the other. It's going to happen. Life will do that to her. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to delay that as long as possible. Um, and you know, to simple things like movies, you know, at some point you can no longer enjoy an Indiana Jones. Um, you can't enjoy that story because it's a throwback to an older time where the hero's hat never fell off. And, right. you know, we, as society quote, involve, evolves, we lose something. Evolution is, is a story of, of growth and change, but it's also a, a story of, of losing that which you left behind and as the as our society evolves and i don't even know if that's an accurate description we're definitely moving forward but i don't know if we're getting better um and you know to to your point things are much darker and grittier and and more violent than they used to be um we're still not as far as we had fallen you know if if history is also the future roadmap um you know, we've got a few hundred years before we will be uh, dismembering Christians in the Colosseum. Um, right. But there's no reason to think we won't get to that eventually. And so yeah. it, it, something is going to happen and society will, will devolve or maybe evolve. I don't depending on how you look at it. And we'll get our our lack of grit back. We'll get our wonder back. Yeah, no, I I yeah because you know like if i see an old movie from like the the 40s or 50s some of them hold up really well today um and then others of them i'm just like oh my gosh that was like oh it's like i'm expecting a plot twist here and i'm like oh wait this is before there were plot twists in movies <laughs> and i'm like oh this guy's yeah, gonna exactly. t- you know? and so it's got you know and so you, you watch some of them and they're just like oh my how could people watch this and you know the fake punches that missing people by two or three feet and at at the time everybody just it was so you know the art form was so new that they were like oh wow that's the best fight i've ever seen like my dad he has this you know he watches these old movies from when he was a kid and you know and he he falls back in that wonder i guess and then i watch those movies and i go yeah okay i'm glad you enjoyed that dad exactly because there's nothing he's recapturing but for you there's nothing to recapture um and you you watch these talking about the 40s right there is thinly veiled if they bother to veil it at all overt racism uh throughout these movies you know and overt sexism and and classism all over the place but at the same time it's so much simpler everybody knew their place everybody was okay with their place um, you know, and obviously they weren't okay with it because society has moved on from that. But in the frame of the story, the man has his role, the woman has his role, the white guy has his role, the, the black guy has his role. And again, within the context of the story, everybody's happy with it and it all makes sense. And every, and, you know, to, something in me longs for that. Everybody has their place and everybody's okay with it, even if it was always a fiction. Right. No, me too. I, I'm right there with you. But yeah, so I don't know. And so the people who are jumping into the movies today, 
you know, they go back and see the shows like, man, you know, the, the stop bullet things in the matrix, how unbelievable that was. And now everybody's going, eh, what's the big deal? And we're like, you don't understand. That's the coolest thing ever. And they're like, no, that's, that's pretty, you know, I can do that on my iPhone now. Um, Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I, I was listening to carry on my wayward son, um, the other day that, that, uh, song by, kansas right kansas yeah yeah Yeah. um and you know i was rocking out to it because it's an awesome song um and my oldest asked me you know what what's so great about that song and 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 i you know said well you know the 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 tight vocal harmonies are really amazing and those those harmonized uh, guitar riffs are the solos that that aren't solos but the but the, the it's just so amazingly uh, uh craft well crafted and and she made some comment like yeah but i hear that all the time now and i thought well, yeah, you do hear that all the time because these guys did it first and everything you heard, everything that your world is built on started right here. So I remember when it started, I remember when, um, you know, artistry came to rock and roll at first. It was not artistry. It was loose. It was, it was, um, you know, it was very bluesy. It was, it was very, um, unstructured and and then rigid structure came to rock and roll and now you know and it went away again in the grunge era but it's like you know uh, my wife is a big beatles fan i never have been um and we were listening to some beatles and it was the same conversation it's like why is this a big deal mom because they did it first and and so the the matrix the bullet time the those firsts are now two generations old man that's just i know that's I, I know that's, but man, when people say it like that, you're like, I remember, you know, when people, I remember dial up and that's how come I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah. And so what are the firsts we're seeing today? Can you recognize a first when you first see it? I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, dubstep is a new thing. Is it going to be the, the foundation in 40 years? Is that is that dubstep music going to be the uh, uh, the foundation of something new? I, I don't know that you can ever know that in your time, but the you know we're definitely seeing things that have never existed. I guess the real challenge is to recognize it when you see it. Um, but can we ever do that, or do we always have to look behind to see it? And here's a question for you: Is it now? It almost seems like, and you know, maybe this is the younger me living through it versus the cynical me now just projecting, but it was like we were trying to do stuff better versus it seems today people just want to do something different. Who cares if it's better, if it's worse? It's like, oh, you did it that way. We can't do that. We have to do it this way because we're different. And so it it, it produces a lot of garbage because it's like there's a reason it wasn't done that way before because that's pathetic. So, But you want to be different, so go ahead. Um, is that just me being cynical or is that just something that my is – that, is that my cognitive bias – let me use a term that doesn't fit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it sounds like a whole lot of old man cynicism, to be honest with you. Um, Probably is. But, you know, there is also truth in that. Um, but I think there was always a time where different, you know, is different. I mean, a lot of the that classic stuff out of the 60s, that rock music, was not good. It was different. Right. And so you had to be different first before you could be good at being different. Okay, I can I can buy that one. All right, and now, Seth, I have one further question for you uh, before right. we end the night. What happened this week in history? All right, well, I didn't want to do this on the 10-year anniversary, but I thought, you know, this was kind of a big deal. Um, in June the 29th, 2007, Apple Incorporated released the iPhone. Little device, you might have heard of it sometime through the annals of time. So anyway, Mark, <laughs> that happened this week in history, and now back to you. Annals of time. Not annals of time. Annals. Uh, but it is amazing when you watch a, a an old TV show or an old movie. Uh, and old could be as late as 2009 because not everybody had a smartphone, right? That was when it first started and, and only a few people had it. By 2011, everybody had a smartphone. But you see these things where the highest tech guy there is using a flip phone or a candy bar phone. 
um, or you know one of those things that where the keyboard would flip out in a T formation. Uh, you know those were uh, in the first Iron Man. He uses one of those, and that was a real phone um, of the day, and it was the highest tech thing possible. Uh, but yeah, now <laughs> there's no there's no better way to date a movie than by showing a phone in it, right? But now they're all it's just a black slab of glass. Um, in fact, I was watching something I don't remember what it was, but there was a conversation that took place, um, and you know the the guy's holding the black slab of glass to his his ear, and then he puts it down and and pushes a button uh, or taps the screen. And I noticed, because I noticed these sort of things, that the screen wasn't lit up. It's like, well, if the screen wasn't lit up, there was no button for you to tap. So you obviously weren't on a phone call. You know, continuity department, you lost lost that one. Uh, But nobody thought about that in the time frame this was. It's like, we was given a black slab of glass and it's realistic. Um, Anyway, that was just nowhere. I, I really thought I was going to land that somewhere, but I just didn't. The The plane just refused to come down for a minute. It went on so long, it just ran out of fuel and crashed. Just couldn't so, do so. All right, so now, Seth, what do you have to lower my productivity, thus making you seem like a better hiring option? All right, well, this one won't really do that, Mark, but this is a sevenly.org. For those people who feel uh, bad for spending money, this is a way you can uh, share your story and change the world. Expression apparel for your cause so you can you can go here to this website and you can shop by cause so if if you feel like buying something and you want to support pick on pick something here military plus public service you click on that and so you can buy stuff for that whatever you want just like i say if if you feel if you feel guilty for spending money but you still want to spend money this way you can select some cause and give money to them by purchasing stuff so each purchase provides support for the gary sinise foundation slacktivism at its finest right there you can feel good for buying stuff well this is a little bit more than slacktivism because you're spending more on that t-shirt than if you go down to walmart and support the evil corporation this way you know you're supporting the um the charities and foundations that um will at least give a portion of that proceeds to whatever cause and so such things has keeping faith refugee care um autism you know, if you care about the environment or education or women's achievement, or there's a lot of other things in there as well. So you can just go there and click to buy. The Environment Collection, planting a new grove of trees with every purchase through the Arbor Day Foundation. Uh, yeah. uh, the, I'm, I'm holding back a get off my lawn. I mean, <laughs> it's every model of every picture uh, of every uh, apparel here is an obvious millennial with giant huge beards or... Um, you know, it's just, it's not my world. <laughs> when I look at this website, I realize that I am the past and it is no longer my world. Well, you know, I mean, really the millennials are the people that this, this website was made for. Exactly. So, so, and they, they don't want to give their money to Walmart, um, who is going to distribute that to not the stockholders, but the C-level executives through uh, stock buybacks and stuff. Instead, they're going to give it to foundations that will, you know, give pennies of every dollar to the charity of their choice. So, and it's a, it's a win-win for consumers and marketing, right? Five presidents from now, the president will have uh, tattoos over 80% of his upper body um, and will be sporting a man bun because these are the people that are going to be president in five presidents from now are you sure you won't be a uh, porno actor you know idiocracy is looking every day idiocracy is looking more and more uh like it was like somebody developed a time machine went to the future and just recorded stuff and brought it back so so far the baiting network doesn't exist so as, as long as that's not a thing yet we're okay yeah, and as long as as long as electrolytes isn't yeah. an everyday term in our vocabulary, what plants crave. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not my world anymore. I I've I need to you know. There's a a book I can't remember the the name of the book, but the premise of it is that every man goes through three stages. There's the warrior, the king, and the sage. 
the warriors out there fighting his battles, wooing his women, conquer, uh, conquering his kingdom. And in the king, he's he's ruling over his kingdom. He's maintaining. He's expanding. And then in the sage, he's the advisor to the new king, and he's just sitting back and 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 uh, keeping the ship. I have moved. Uh, I've been through my warrior phase. I've been through my king phase, and I'm now moving into my sage phase. And the new king, uh, the new kings are taking over, and they're not my world. And I'm not sure I'm going to know what to tell them. Um, as a sage, I don't know that I have any advice for this new generation of people. I, yeah, uh, scary, scary thing. So, but you know, Mark, if you feel bad about that, you can always go to sevenly.org. <laughs> <laughs> and buy a t-shirt and send money to some cause that you care about nice goal oh, back there yeah or here here is the thing if somebody hits you hey you're an anti whatever you can say uh-uh i went to seven lee and i bought this shirt and see i'm wearing the shirt to prove it how dare you say i'm an anti whatever the current event is i am officially a better human than you because i spent too much on a t-shirt yeah, on a cause I didn't even believe in. That's how much I support them. So, see, I mean, this is like, you could get double or triple points for this. All right, well, this is the part of the show where I tell you how you can feed back to us. You could be like Jenda in the chat room right now, reminding us that Brondo is what plants crave. Um, yeah, and you could uh, do that by going to elmanopi.com slash live, uh, long about 7 30-ish p.m. on a Sunday night, uh, or you can go to elementopi.com and click the Contact Us button up at the top of the page. Answer the world's hardest caption. Fill out the form there and let us know what you think, or you can send an email to edl at geek uh, at edl. Wow. At to geekrant at elementopi.com. Uh, EDL still works too. Um, and let us know what you think. We will be having a listener feedback show uh, in the next few weeks. I'm not exactly sure when, uh, but I've been stocking, stockpiling listener feedback. Uh, so uh, now's the time to get it in. Ask your questions, make your comments, let us know what you think. Uh, again, geekrant at elementopi.com. Or you can dial 559 IMOP and leave us a voicemail. Uh, we do appreciate you being here, even on these shows where we don't really have an agenda and we're not sure what we're talking about, and it's just Seth and I uh, riffing. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you're out there listening, because otherwise we would just be even weirder than we really are. Um, so thanks for that. Seth, any final words of wisdom before we say goodnight? Uh, nope, not really. All right. They don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. And remember, pay for what you like. That's it for this episode of The Geek Rant.